Before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Nate Hansen of Hansen Screen Printing, Rock the Green, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Whalen, Zach Duren, Daniel, and Cara Lighting. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Oh, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the dairy state. I like how at the end of that I finally cleaned up enough yeah. <laughs> to, to speak clearly. Um, so today we are talking about another piece of hometown history and lore. Yeah, actually, um, the horny Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, hor- horny, horny Elkhorn. Uh, we we are discussing the Frank Holton uh, band company there, and uh, we also have great music from Vinyl Theater, uh, which insane. I'm, I got I got to tell you, you didn't know they're. I from didn't know they were from really? here. Really? Yeah, it was crazy because I remember hearing this song on 102.1. It fucking like, pumps on too. repeat. It pumps. It's crazy. It's a great song too. So uh, we do have, like I said, great music from Vinyl Theater. We have another fantastic beer review. Are you ready for that? Oh yeah, we got a heavy duty too. We got a he- it's a heavy, a heavy hitter from this is from the title town too. This is heavy booty. This is title town brew. So and uh, of course we have another edition of how many logos you have? <laughs> wow! I know that was going wow. Well, that was good, right? Yeah. Um, if you could, as a as a nice request here, please would you just one time go give us a review, please? Let him stay in your bed. Let the boy get your mail. Uh, but for real, watch. let the, let <laughs> let the, the boy, boy watch. That was that Will Ferrell on. Oh, yeah, uh, fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Ashley Schaefer Kia. Yeah. Ashley Schaefer. This is Ashley Schaefer Kia. Uh, the blue hue. Bluish hue. <laughs> Bluish hue. Bring him to market. Yeah. Two but for fre- one. Fresh. Two for one. Two for one. But if you could, go to WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com, please. And uh, you could find links to all of the fantastic uh, social medias that we have, uh, as well as uh, the link to our Patreon, which is where you can uh, physically subscribe and become a supporter um, financially of this little endeavor that we do here. This is a completely independent podcast. Uh, We have no... Um, no help whatsoever from. I mean, you guys are buying other, other than the Patreon. We don't have any other help. You guys are basically buying the beer and the music that we play on the show, which all goes back to Wisconsin, right? Right. So yeah, uh, it's really awesome stuff. Uh, we've had amazing supporters for the last like oh, year. I love hearing from since people we launched too. it. It's so, awesome. Um, very fantastic. But also, if you could just give us a, a review on on one of those websites uh, that you listen to this podcast. That would really help greatly. Uh, so much more that, than we can even 
we're not even smart enough to tell you how that helps, but it, it helps. Does. Yeah, so. I mean, we're almost at 50 reviews on Amazon or Apple Podcasts, I which is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, for just two guys, we have some on nothing, Amazon too, and you know, getting a few thousand listens an episode is just outrageous. it's amazing. I mean, it I can't believe it. Blows my mind every time I think I know. about it. That you know, some of our episodes are are I mean, just crazy high on views and listens, and um. Hey, and if you can tell a colleague or or a family uh, friend or you know whatever, like, yeah, the word of mouth is like the freest way to like basically support the show. And yeah. I mean, a lot of it has been word of mouth. Like a lot of our fans that we talk to quite yeah. a bit are from just somebody mentioning. It's been our shitty. Podcast, it's been great. Yeah, this, which is awesome. This small piece of shit we do. Uh, but hey, let's go ahead and jump in to uh, horny hometown Elkhorn here with the Frank Holton Band Company. <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah, you hear that? That was yeah. Horny. Frank himself, he's here. Mike McDonald's not in the studio today. Mike, yeah, but. Mike. Mike Mack is not here, but uh, we do have a horn guy. Horn, horn dude. Horns horny dude. <laughs> Joe Horns. All right, wherever you go in the world, you may have seen a brass band or an orchestra, but many of the instruments surprisingly being played are from our super small town of Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Yeah. Whether it be from the Holton or the Getson companies. Today we're talking about Frank Holton Company, or commonly known as Holton as we know it. And a little story about Holton, to where the Holton factory is. I remember one time skateboarding and the cops chased me and I jumped into a dumpster there with all the brass. And I laid in the brass dumpster for like two hours. That's hot. <laughs> it's insane. That is I, they were like really they were trying to bust me for skateboarding back when I was a kid, you know. So I jumped into a dumpster there behind the Holton factory yeah yeah i mean <clears throat> good times good times over at the old holton dumpster but we should probably talk about frank uh holton himself yeah i'd like to know a little bit more because you know honestly i haven't really uh, we know, know a lot about getson because a lot of people we know work at getson i was just have gonna some say ties to getson or allied music as it is yep you know? exactly um so let's talk about frank holton um he was actually born on march 10th of 1858 in elegant michigan to a farming family he was an accomplished trombone player and member of the susa band before going out on his own, uh, his business he partnered with was James Warren York, creating an instrument manufacturing company for a brief period in 1855 before deciding he wanted to take the venture and knowledge to do his own thing. Which is crazy. I mean, that that is such a skilled craft. It is. And, and he just is like, yeah, I'm just going to do this I mean, on my own now. The, the hard part is finding people that are talented to come in there, like basically like forming all those horn yeah. parts and stuff. It's Because if even it's one crazy. thing is it's, just slightly off, yeah, it's, it's not even going to work. And a lot of those are still handcrafted to this day, even at yeah. Jensen, which is pretty incredible to me. Yeah. So the first venture he took was in 1898, where he sold used instruments in a small rented shop located in Chicago at Clark and Madison Street. He sold his own formula for a slide oil for trombones. Which I used to crank it out, but listen. <laughs> I was actually going to say. My own slide oil. Like we used to talk about uh, um, the on the Duncan episode. This is what a lot of people would use to grease the ball bearings. Yeah, for sure. To make this thing work uh, even even better and faster. So awesome. Not, not for external human use. Just not I, for <laughs> boners. Not for cranking. He was known to be a regular to a local pawn shop where he would sell instruments, most likely because... He had to sell for quick cash because he's often unable to pay rent at times I was because he was say. struggling. Eventually, he would go on to manufacturing instruments, and his first company was actually started in Chicago in 1907, and only would last ten years until 1978, where the factory located 1917. In, 1917, where the factory located on the west side of Chicago actually closed, and they decided to move to our hometown. Yeah. In April of 1918, he opened the Elkhorn facility, moving 200 of his employees and 85 carloads of machinery up from the Windy City. He was lured to the small town by a group of local area businessmen under mandate, built a factory, and turned it into the Holton and Company upon their arrival. 
And due to the skill, skill and training needed for the skilled labor, it was not until the 1920s when the company actually would see their first profits from the Elkhorn location. That's pretty wild. I mean, you take your employees, but like to boost, I mean, it takes a long time to train somebody to make these things. They're very complex. I can't even imagine uh, how they turned a profit that quickly. I mean, they were in Chicago up until 1917, and then they saw a profit in 1920. Yeah, it was. It took a while to make some cash. That's pretty crazy. It is. I mean, just because the training and the skilled labor required to make the parts and actually work with the brass and everything. Yeah. Holton bought the company band. Um, he brought the company band with him to the new location, which quickly merged with the Elkhorn Band, which was founded in 1840 by Charles Saley, only three years after the town of Elkhorn itself. The band had served in the 12th Regiment Band from 1861 to 1864 during the Civil War. And it's like still the band that you see at the band camp during the 4th of July fire. I was just going to say that band shelter is actually That's named the Holton shit. Band uh, Shell. And it's so. old as hell. I yeah. mean, it's like it was falling apart. I think they redid it and repainted it and cleaned oh, yeah. it up quite a bit. It's been rehabbed a couple times uh, through, you know, the, the supporters that uh, that give money for that. And, and it's been amazing. And the company continued to grow and started to produce a student line of instruments at the workshops under the name Purton and Beaufort. They also produced a college-level instrument in the, early, in the early 30s and would be sold and used up until the 70s. So they actually made college and student instruments. Yeah, that's crazy. And his company did quite well in the area, and Holton eventually built a subdivision of five to six bungalows in 1919 and were high priced for the time for three to four K, a pretty large sum of money at the time. Yeah. And he also built his Holton home in 1925, which is at the end of Broad Street. It's actually still there today, and all those subdivisions. Our friend Dan Tobis lived over there, so we kind of skateboarded I have a few people that, yep. Yeah, we knew quite a few people that lived in that area, so we always saw those houses, and we skateboarded past them. And they have that, like, little round uh, boulevard there where you used to yep. skate around that thing. And and he actually lived in the in 1925, uh, which oh, so the house actually was built in 1925, and it sits at the end of Broad Street, which we just talked about. Yeah, yep. And after retiring at the age of 82, he sold the company to William Cole, who continued to do great things for the company. It would eventually be acquired by the Con Selmer in 2004, and in 2008, the actual factory in Elkhorn closed and moved to the East Lake, Ohio plant where today the famous Holton brand trumpets, French horns, trombones, and even the slide formula and valve formula that was used in the past is still manufactured to this day. That's crazy. Yeah, and and obviously, you know, Russ, you and I, we, we knew uh, that, that the company had abandoned their, their Elkhorn uh, yeah. facility. Uh, I think there for, God, I mean, ever since we were in high school, that, you know, the, the band or the 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 facility hasn't operated yeah i mean um, somebody it, still is there pretty routinely uh, i mean you always like go past and you see like the big open like because they have like almost like a they have like a big chandelier it's in a the huge front. foyer it's a huge foyer like really yeah. nice they have like split um split staircases going up it's a really nice facility and yeah i mean i think they were still manufacturing there weren't as many people there when we were kind of growing up there there were people working and building but it wasn't oh, as yeah. large of a, a operation as it was in the past and uh, it's crazy because, like, there's still a lot of Holton enthusiasts out there. And once in a while, you'll see a Holton instrument. I think a lot of times, even overseas, Getson seems to be the one that you see quite a bit, which they're is both, pretty nuts. They're both very popular amongst uh, musicians. Uh, and, and some very, very prominent uh, and famous musicians have been known to use uh, Holton uh, and Getson, too. But, but Holton was the big one. 
Yeah, and and it's you know we have a lot of family members that work for like the Getson and Holton company. A lot of friends. A lot of the Getson company mostly now. The yeah. Holton company because it moved to Ohio, not so much. But yeah. we do have a lot of people that moved to Getson and still work for Getson, doing like very crafty things and brazing and uh, and polishing. And mm-hmm. I mean, it is crazy forming yeah. all that. So it's it's pretty intense work, and it takes a lot of training to get really yeah. good at it. Yeah, I actually uh, I had an interview there one time to do some. Uh, uh, like brazing and, and polishing and as soon as I got in there and saw the whole operation because they kind of give you a little bit of a tour while you're uh, while you're there holy shit yeah it's I am glad I did not get hired there because that not only intense. does it look dangerous but it's also like it's intense to the to think that you've got to be like just so precise yeah and eventually we will do something on Getson and Allied Music um, yeah. which is also kind of the part of the Getson name itself the Allied Music which has a cool history all on its own yeah, yeah, amazing stuff. All right, on to our music segment, which is kind of that segue between hey, Holton makes music equipment. Yeah, and now we're gonna play some music that was made by a band from Wisconsin. Yeah, and like this song bumps. I mean, like Eric said, like he oh, heard yeah. it on one hundred two one. I've heard it before. I actually recently found out they're from the Milwaukee area. It's yeah. just like kind of new to me. And once I figured that out, I'm like, oh man, like we have to have them. You know, we have to play a song from these guys. It's just That's incredible what I, music. I mean, it was as soon as as soon as you said vi- vinyl theater, I was like, oh, okay. Um, you mean you know this song? You were like, yeah. And I was like, that that can't be the same vinyl theater. Yeah, it's like you better go and check that out just I to was, make sure. I was like, can you double check your sources because. I mean, that song was massively popular. Yeah, and I mean, they were part um, of the Fueled by Ramen bands, too. Which, which is like, even which is even crazier, because, you know, the Fueled by Ramen band, some of the originals, um, uh, Fall Out Boy, uh, wasn't uh, uh, Paramore also, like, Fueled by Ramen? I believe so, yeah. I mean, that's crazy, dude. Uh, yeah, right in our backyard, which is literally, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so Vinyl Theater, this this song was actually from like 2014. Um, yeah, but this song is like kind of the one they're known for. So oh, we yeah. Had, we had to play it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's best to, to uh, lean into... Because we got to showcase them in one yeah. song, you know. And this will get you hooked. I mean, it, it literally, I remember having most of these songs back in the day. And yeah. now, you know, 10 years later, it's popping up. We got to play it on our show. We have to. So, so the, the song that we chose is Breaking Up My Bones absolutely cool indie electro pop kind of thing uh and 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 i tell you they do it uh it in such a fucking way that just like russ said it it gets you moving bring some energy today so it does so this is a vinyl theater breaking up my bones The 
It was awesome. Um, such a good song. It man. is it's stuck dude. in my head now. <laughs> it is such a good. I mean, those drums alone, dude, are enough to just hook you. I mean, the the sound of those the, things. The rim shot on the snare. Yeah, it was dude. awesome. It was really good. Uh, and then uh, the the way that it starts with that just huge synth comes in heavy. It does. It's and and the way that they mastered that thing. Holy shit. They yeah. pushed it to the fucking red. Yeah, no, I and you guys, I mean, the rest of their stuff is kind of similar to that. It's all super high energy, yeah. really great music. I recommend going and grabbing the whole album. It's it's awesome. Yeah. What is that, Electrogram or Electrogram something? Electrogram is that yeah. one was on. Uh, awesome stuff. And, and they're still going today, so you can still see them I was touring. just going to say, too, you should probably check out some of the stuff that I, I think you and I have probably missed. I think we've got some digging to do, too, now. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they released an album, I think, in... 2018, but I know they're still kind of touring and playing jams, so you gotta check Playing out. jams, brother. Yeah, awesome stuff. Now. This super heavy beer review. We do. Oof. Yeah. This one's from Titletown, though, Green Bay, mm. Wisconsin, which is pretty awesome. <clears throat> which, uh, I'll tell you what, it, it might be heavy. It is. Let's just it, be it honest. It is, yeah, for sure. But it's tasty as shit. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily. I mean, we talk uh, so much about you know the 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 favorites of of you, you and me. Uh, I like the sours and some of the really like, you know, really just good aromatic and florally and and that you know just beers that have a lot of flavor to it. Not necessarily those high output, you know, fucking things. And I also love the IPAs, the hazies, and that kind of thing. You, my friend, are definitely more of a stout. Yeah, and, I like the darker beers. I like yeah. anything that's kind of an ale, I yeah. guess is what you would say. So many, basically, I'm more on the ale side of things. Kind of your, like, 
bitter beers, also like your kind of bitter stouts as well. Yeah. It's kind of more my thing. And this one, I had to grab it. It's and cool. you're welcome. I mean, here we are. Yeah. So <laughs> this one we, we got today is from Copper State Brewing, uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. We're talking about poor sap. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we will be poor saps here. Oh, yeah. So this one is 11.2% uh, ABV. Um, so it's probably going to be one. I might be hanging out at Eric's house for a little bit after this sucker. Um, it's going to have to move in, man. Yeah. It's, this it's, is a heavy bastard. Yeah. So this one has like a lot of things going on. You got the maple bourbon barrel. So you're getting the maple flavor. It also has some of the vanilla beans. So you're getting like obviously little hints of vanilla coming out of that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. The bottle's like super fancy too. Let's just throw it out there. Oh, I mean, God, the bottle's yeah. really fancy. It looks like it has like a tree with a tap buckets on it. Um, has like a little cabin in the background. Great beer for this time of year. It's still pretty darn cold right now. Oh yeah, when uh, we're recording today. It's freaking freezing. The um, the the weather within the next couple of uh, days looks a lot better. I think we're supposed to hit fifties a, a couple times. Um, not at the time that you're listening to this, of course. This is a, a couple weeks uh, from. This was yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Get out of here. I'm drunk. <laughs> but you're, you're definitely getting the hints of the maple and the vanilla. And yeah. obviously the uh, wood flavor from the bourbon barrel, the smokiness, I guess you would call it from that. It pours like a really dark brown, almost a, f- a flatness to it. But it actually yeah. like it's really thick in viscosity, which is awesome to me. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really good beer. I mean, it stinks that it's so far away and it's like not really this part of the state because right. Green Bay Copper State Brewing Company, a little bit far for us, a little bit out of our range. We don't get up there too much, but I had to grab this one since I was up in that area. I was just going to say, it's a good stop when you're heading north. You know, Yeah, for sure. Definitely uh, check it out. Grab something for your uh, for your nice trips to the woods or to the, you know, whatever, you know. If you're hiking and you're drinking this, they'll just be wary. You may be in a ditch. You're going to end up falling off the trail for sure. Yeah, you may be in a snowbank somewhere. You're, you're going to be sleeping this one off yeah. outside with the bears. This may be a tent night for, for a long time. Yeah. So. And you may wake up with a hangover if you drink too much of this one. Because 11.2, let's just be honest, that's a lot of that's is, a lot of alcohol. It's a lot of liquor in there, baby. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a quick right to the nuggets. But super tasty. Obviously, like... It's like a stack of flapjacks with smokiness oh. to it. Like you got the maple and the vanilla coming through. Great call. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely like a pancake. Definitely like a pancake. I mean, yeah. that's pretty much what it is—a smoky pancake. That's nice kind of what I'm smoky saying. Smoky pancake. This will go great with your maple uh, sausages from Costco. If you're gonna drink early though, like this one with a ch- chicken and waffles, and then this on the side. Holy <laughs> smokes! That's a great breakfast. Call, great way call to start it a day, day. too. <laughs> yeah. Call it call a day, a day after, after breakfast. Just have <laughs> I'm going to need a nap to sleep this baby off. But no, great beer. Copper Sea Brewing. You got to check them out, too, because like their facility is pretty awesome. They have a lot of other great beers on tap. I just wanted this one. It was that time of year where it's just really cold, and I like the higher viscosity stouts at this time of year and like the higher ABV. Just warms you up. Yeah, and, and it winter is not over in the Northwoods right now. I mean, it no, is still I mean, heavy hitting. I mean, even Wisconsin, I mean, like we say April, April showers bring May flowers, but mm. really April could still be winter here. Yep. Let's be honest. So. Yeah. Crazy stuff, crazy stuff. And now on to some more crazy stuff. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many logos you have? All right, folks, we got a great how many locals for you today, kind of right in the backyard of the studio here, really close by. Yeah, yeah, so this one is uh, right here in Waukesha County. Uh, a 27-year-old Milwaukee man was arrested for his number four OWI. 
and again, he was uh, he was over here in the Waukesha County area, uh, a little little further away than uh, from Milwaukee there, but um, probably not a good idea to have to drive no. like thirty miles to go get just plastered. So, um, a Wisconsin State Trooper conducted a traffic stop on a black Honda Accord I ninety four westbound east of Brookfield Road for speeds and illegal plates. So he's not oh, only wow. speeding, he also doesn't even have the proper plates on this vehicle. Black Honda Accord actually could point to an actual local drinker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of evidence for a local. Right, yeah. A Honda driver. Yeah. It's lo- <laughs> it could be local. 27 um, and, a lo- and a Honda Accord. Oh, the 27-year-old part, yeah. 27 definitely. and Honda Accords pointing to a, yeah. uh, four locos. But. I would say definitively, if it was a Honda Civic, it's definitely loco. You think so? But You're it's a Honda like Accord, the so they're like... Hood? Yeah, exactly, and the <laughs> and the fart can, yeah, and the exhaust. shitty shitty spray paint that they tried make it look like Fast and Furious, but it looks like Fast and shittiest. Yeah, just just a real piece of work there, a real gem. Squint decent. Um, but when uh, when contact was made with the driver, the trooper observed indicators of drug use. Holy shit! Wow. We just took a meth turn here. Uh, standardized field sobriety tests were conducted on the driver and. Uh, sub, uh, subsequently, uh, the person was arrested because they failed, uh, very, you know, very poor performance there in those tests. Yeah. You can't scratch your neck while you're like walking the line, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, when you said that you want me to walk the line, is that like a drug thing? I'll snort a line. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, uh, failed all the field sobriety tests just with flying colors. And uh, was uh, arrested for operating under the influence, fourth offense, and then transported to the hospital for a legal blood draw. Now, uh, again, the reason for the blood draw on most of these things is because uh, a uh, field sobriety test uh, or the field sobriety uh, breathalyzer uh, conducted at the traffic stop is not uh, uh, supposed to be done in or isn't legal in court. So... Um, the blood draws needed for yeah. evidence, you know. Um, anyway, he was then turned over to Waukesha County Jail. Not a big deal. Uh, he, he's he's been there before. Fourth offense. This is just, uh, you know, felony action here. So they're, they're not telling us what's going on though. They gave him the field sobriety. We don't know if it's a rock or if it's well, crystal right. or if it's and and it, and a lot of times in those uh, in those drug ones, he. Unless they have like some of the paraphernalia or something, there it's hard to kind of determine. There are certain things, eye indicators that happen during uh, like marijuana versus cocaine versus you know certain things. So you know you can kind of you can kind of give your best guess, but you won't really know until the blood tox stuff comes back and if they do test it for you know the actual type of drug. But yeah, definitely don't tell the cop your. Uh Will Williams. Yeah, yeah. Don't. It's not going to work out. Um, my name's Will Williams. Yeah, my name is uh, Billiam William, and uh, <laughs> and here uh, here's my ID. <laughs> and yeah, he hands sure. him like a <laughs> like a with, Costco with card like, with like bad plates and everything. It's oh, like a, the bad plates is just the kicker, man. Don't be speeding I, if right, you also yeah. have bad plates. Like what the fuck? Yeah, just hitting some kind of rock or some kind of thing. Twenty seven years old in a in a in a Honda Accord. Yeah, not good. I'm imagining like an old, like 2001 Honda Accord too. Like oh, not for a sure. new. Thing. Yeah, this is not a nice like. Top, this isn't the brand dog. new one. Yeah, this isn't the top dog. 
So no electronics know. in this one. This has an AM FM receiver. Yeah, That's and, it. It, <laughs> and it still has a uh, ashtray and a cassette deck. Possibly. You know, it's got cassettes and ashtrays. Oh yeah, yeah. It might even have an eight track. Who knows? This might Oof. be an eighties, uh, early eighties product. I don't know. But anyway, we don't really know a lot of information. Uh, Russ has kind of narrowed it down here for what we do have. The twenty-seven-year-old fourth offense. We know it's a you know Honda Accord. Um, Probably Mark's Marb cigarette stamped out in the yeah, ashtray. I think we definitely have a Canon sticker on this thing somewhere. Quad City DJs tape in the cassette. Oh <laughs> yeah, dude! Come on, ride, ride that train. train. All right. Ride it. And he was um, riding the train. He was doing some kind of drugs. Cocaine train. He was riding the white train. That's a song that my band covers. There. Cocaine Co- train. Cocaine train. Yeah. Oh, Johnny wow. Paycheck. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of songs about cocaine. Um, so anyway, the, we've, we've got, uh, a few pieces of information. The most crucial of those pieces of information is that this is more so drugs than it is alcohol. Yeah. So, uh, let's go ahead and try to do some mathematics here. Beep, boop, boop. Um, beep, beep, pop, boop, boop. All right. What do you good? <laughs> wow. <laughs> R2 drug too. R2 meth too. What do you got over there? Yeah. Uh, actually, P.O. I'll tell you what. You know what? Take a guess at what just came out of the printer. I was thinking 12. Dude. You thinking more? What do it's you got? 12. It's 12? Oh, it's 12 nice. Exactly. Okay. You've gotten pretty good at this math I know. without this computer. Um, Fucking. You can pretty much do it for us now. Just longhand. Obi Schwan. Uh, you dude. took a lot of notes. Obi Schwan Kenobi. He has a. Just oh, so yeah, you I know, got... guys, he's got a whole uh, notepad already filled out here. With, like, all the math on it. There's, like, There's lines, there's fucking... question marks, there's equations and shit. It's I don't wild. know what you did there. It, he had a cal- I had to do a hand. Oh. I had to compare our notes with he the computer. Also, he also drew a Bigfoot with a big dick. <laughs> I always I do that. That's, <laughs> that's just the standard. Um, yeah. Is that part of the? Is that part of math? A, a penis is always needed on anything, <laughs> even if it's a really fancy piece of math. <laughs> just a Bigfoot with a red rocket given flying out. X Y penis. That was the given. <laughs> Bigfoot dick. on your on your thing. Yeah. On the givens, you just gotta draw a wang. Yeah. That hey, dude. Uh, whatever helps you get to the right answer, I suppose. So twelve. Do you think a teacher's gonna ding you for a ding ding? Yes. I don't think so. If you put it in the given section, it's not in the equation. Oh, okay. That's if you fine. just drawn a dicky in, in the top okay. section of the givens. Like where your name goes? Yeah, the givens. You got X, Y, you got the variables, Schwang. throw them in there, and then schwang. Schwang. <laughs> just hang it out. Just a schwanson. A, a, just, big, uh, a Bigfoot with a big, 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 big Johnson. A big J. Bigfoot Johnson. Sound the gavel, Eric. Right. 12 loco. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.